In today's show, we're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Players to add, players to drop, and Michael Bolton's to listen to. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. You can also find me on Substack, joshlloyd48.substack.com. It's free. What else was I going to say? Oh yeah, today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. It's time to look at the waiver wire. Look at guys that might be addable, guys that might be droppable. Do you want me to throw a blanket disclaimer out there? No, this is not every player who is addable. No, this is not every player who is droppable. No, these players do not have to be added. No, these players do not have to be dropped. All right, that, I think I think that covers it, right? If there is someone you've got a question about, you can drop it in the YouTube comments and myself or one of the other many people who listen to this show can offer your feedback on it. I'm just trying to give a brief overview of guys that have been added and what I think of it, um, guys that have been dropped and what I think of it, and things that we can start to look at as we move forward here into week six in the NBA. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The most added players. For fantasy basketball, number one is Tyus Jones. Absolutely, right? Yes, there's been so many injuries over the last couple of days that we have got a lot of opportunities opening up. Tyus Jones needs to be added. Jar Morant is out at least a week. He's week to week. It's a grade one sprain, so I'm thinking two weeks, but I don't know. But he is an addable player basically everywhere. Really, really straightforward stuff for Tyus Jones. We've got plenty of injuries. There's not always a clear number one guy to add in, but he is an option there. We don't have, at this point, I, I believe, we don't have um, an update on Michael Conley of the of the Utah Jazz as to whether he's out. So I haven't, that players haven't been added there. To me, it looks like they're going to start Taylor Horton Tucker. And I think Conley's going to miss, but not, not a huge amount, but he's going to miss. But Horton Tucker will start over Sexton. Um, and that would mean Horton Tucker and Beasley become options. Sexton's just sort of stuck because, let's be honest, he's not very good. And the Jazz are realizing that, and they're realizing his limitations, and they're realizing that he puts up numbers on a bad team. And you know what they are? A good team. So he's not actually getting those opportunities. So while he probably still is worth holding Colin Sexton to see what happens with this Conley situation, it's not looking particularly good. Tory Craig's one of the most added players. He's put together, I think, like three really strong games in a row. I don't think that he's any more than a streamer for low-volume days that the Suns play. But in every 14-team league, I would scoop Torrey Craig up. And I would consider it in 12s. I don't think he's got really massive upside or anything along those lines. But I do think that, well, I do know that he is producing well over these last couple of games. Look at the games before that. They're not really very good. 
But the last couple, he's on a little bit of a run. That makes me worried that he's going to put up a real stinker today. But there is some form there behind what he's doing. The Miami Heat. Miami Heat, they are uh, very, very banged up. So that means that Caleb Martin is being added in a lot of spots because Tyler Hero is out again. Jimmy Butler is out. Duncan Robinson is doubtful. Oladipo is out. Yurt Seven's out. And then we've got questionable tags on Deadman, Gabe Vincent, and Bam Adebayo. Meaning that even guys like, you know, Caleb Martin's going to have that value, but even guys like uh, Orlando Robinson and Haywood Highsmith, they could be playing big minutes. But we, we don't know until those guys are out. But Martin, with the absence of Butler, the absence of Robinson, and the absence of Hero, it does push him up to become a 12-team league guy with those players out. So that does make sense to me that he is an ad. Okay! Lil John Concha, with Desmond Bain out and Ja Morant out. Bain, oh not Bain, sorry, Conchar is going to play big minutes. Right, this you don't have to worry about him being capped a little bit because Tyus plays alongside Jar. Tyus is going to have all of his minutes at point guard. Dylan Brooks is going to chuck up honestly a million shots, and but Conchar is going to be out there out producing him for fantasy because he gets rebounds, he assists okay, he gets steals, he's high efficiency. So Conchar, I think, he was sort of borderline with Bain out, with Bain and Jar out. I think Lil John Conchar is a 12-team league guy, and it makes sense that he's one of the most added players. Another injury replacement is Killian Hayes in Detroit. Cade Cunningham's season could be over. He's out, you would think, at least a month to six weeks minimum. I wouldn't drop Cade yet until we get some more information. I don't know when we'll get that. Obviously, that is what you use an injured reserve slot for is to hold Cade in there. But yeah, if I had to guess one way or the other, I would say that his season's over. But honestly, that's a guess based on average time of recovery from a stress fracture in the shin. It's, if he has a stress fracture and has surgery, which is the best option for him long term, then he's done. And I don't see why they would go any other route unless it turns out there isn't stress fractures in his shin. So Killian Hayes, he's going to hurt your field goal percentage. There's no two ways around that. But he's playing better. He's a good assist guy. He's a solid rebounder as a guard. He gets steals. He, it does hit threes, and they're shooting threes at an okay percentage this season. Um, I, I think he is a 12-team league guy. Don't look at him as a gigantic upside player, but he might play 31 minutes a night rest of season. That's useful. That's really useful, especially when you're getting maybe five assists and 1.6 steals, 1.5 steals. That's useful. And then you add in the you know, maybe 13 points, maybe it's two threes, and the fact that those minutes are there are really, really important. For the foreseeable future, the next two weeks at least, you're going to have a starting backcourt in Philadelphia, most likely every night, of the Wavepool, D'Anthony Melton, and Shake Milton. It's confusing, but they're both 12-team rosterable players. Melton is the better option. Melton is higher priority than Milton in our thoughts, but also in Philadelphia's thoughts. So when Harden comes back, Melton will stick, and Milton will move back to the bench. But while they're both out, they're both going to be there. right? Shake is a higher usage player. And with Maxi and Harden gone, that's really important. He's going to take a lot of shots. He's going to get threes. He, this is a guy, I remember, last season, he was going to start over Tyrese Maxi. He was the starting point guard and got hurt in preseason. And then Doc's hand was forced. Doc's hand should have been forced by the law of common sense and watching basketball, but it wasn't. He was going to start Shake Milton over Tyrese Maxi. Um, so remember that Doc has a lot of faith in him or did have a lot of faith in him. So Shake is a guy who's just, even through process of elimination, they're not going to rely upon um, Jaden Springer, I wouldn't have thought. The package! 
but Shake Milton and Melton are going to get Mil- D'Anthony Melton. I've got to call, say first names, otherwise it's too confusing. D'Anthony Melton and Shake Milton are 12 team league guys for at least the next two weeks. Um, I don't know why I've wrote John Conchar in there twice. That is just insanity for me. So there you go. Early on a Monday morning, just losing my mind. I'll throw another name onto that list. Um, if I just go and have a look at it. Another name onto... Well, Bruce Brown's the other name there. Bruce Brown is an ad with Jokic and Murray out. He's always... Whenever someone gets hurt, he always steps up. He's worth just holding on a 12-team league anyway, but he is one of the most added players. And the next most added player after Bruce Brown is the Lionheart, Jericho Sims. You just made the list! And you know what? You should drop him. Because Mitchell Robinson is back, and they're not going to play three centers every night. And Hartenstein is starting with Robinson coming off the bench today. So I think you'll get a little bit from Sims, but by no means you see a 12-team or 14-team league guy. He will not play most nights, Jericho Sims. So yeah, him being the like sixth most added player on Yahoo is uh, a waste of a move. So if you did go and add Jericho Sims, it's done now. You can't do anything about it, but feel pretty good. Uh, or I would feel pretty good about going ahead and uh, just sneakily removing him from my roster. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Life is hard. Like, like, can I get anyone to disagree with that? I don't think so. It's hard. And we often have things that are challenging for us. And sometimes we don't really know how to cope with it. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So it's, when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. You don't have to go into an office. You don't have to go and get stuck in traffic. You don't have to go and sit in a waiting room. You just do it from the comfort of your home um, online. Really, really straightforward. And the best thing about it, one of the best things about it, is you go in there, you fill out this questionnaire, and it helps match you with a therapist that best suits your needs. But if you get in there, and start talking to me. Go, I don't think this is the right therapist for me. You can just switch it and find another one. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. And plus, it's also affordable. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. It's one of the most dropped players in fantasy basketball. Would you look... Uh, would you look at that? Can you believe that the most dropped player is Marvin Bagley? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that he is trash? We haven't had evidence of this. He is very bad. He is a bad on-court player. He is a bad category league player. And the evidence has been sitting and dangling and teabagging you like dog's balls. It's been there. We know he's bad. I, we didn't know that Dwayne Casey would realize it so quickly that he was bad. And foul trouble has been an issue. Look, he could come out next game and have 15 to 9 in 30 minutes. And I go, what are you doing, Casey? Or that is possible. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does realize that Jalen Duran is the option. If I'm in a points league with Bagley, maybe this is counterintuitive to what I've said. I will maintain this. And 
I think there is a lot of nuance in things that I say because I'm such a nuanced and important person. Obviously not. But there is nuance in what I say. It's not as black and white as like, Bagley's trash, do not have him. All right, that's not what I'm trying to say here because Bagley is bad. He's a bad on-court player. Bad on-court players can have big games. Shout out to Tony Roten. Right, that, that can happen. But what we also have to separate is the format and the what's happening with his play. Because if he plays 28 minutes a night and he gets 15 and 7, you know what? That is a 12-team points league must roster player. I don't think he should play 30 minutes. I don't think he should have the opportunity to get 15 and 7. But if I don't run the rotations, which I clearly don't, and Casey does, then that makes him a, a, a rosterable player. Now, I look at that and go, at some point, surely, someone's going to have a tap him on the shoulder or say, Dwayne, this guy's not it. Like, what are we doing? Like, what's the point of this shit? Like, someone will do that, you think. But again, we look at the coaches and their propensity to make correct decisions, and Casey's at the bottom of that list. But in a category, we've seen Bagley. Subpar free throws. Assists, don't know what that is. Blocks, maybe. Steals, never. Threes, okay. yeah, all right, sure. Good play, never. All right, we've seen all this, and we know that he's not a productive category league player. Um, so he's not a must-roster guy, even though the minutes push us to look at it. But people have realized pretty quickly. Goldfinger Charlie Bassey. Weird time to drop him. He plays today. Um, and my... Yeah, my, my my opinion on him is interesting because obviously the per 36 numbers were really, really high early on. Um, and then they, yeah, they've dropped off. But I think that there is a distinct chance that today's game, Sunday's game, that Yucca Pertle sits, meaning Bassey might play 25 and blow up. So while he is a clear drop after Sunday's game, I wouldn't have dropped him today. I would have just held on, much like Jeremy Sohan, who's been one of the most dropped players. Just hold him, although there is a chance, I think, that Sohan potentially does sit on Saturday because he's played four games this week already. Um, but yeah, I just would have held just that one extra game, I think, with both of those guys before making that move. Javon Carter being dropped. Um, I do get it because Drew Holiday is back. I probably would hold, though, because Carter... Has been playing pretty well, obviously. Um, Middleton still isn't back. But, you know, if you are looking to clear a roster spot, you, you could do you could do worse than dropping Carter. I just, I'm just not sure I would have done that. Jalen McDaniels, I, I get it. Haywood's back. Um, ball out does help him a little bit, but I don't think that Jalen McDaniels is by any means a must-roster player. They've also got a stinking week of only two games ahead, so see you later. Isaiah Jackson, people, that is an overreaction to one game. And I am not saying that it's the wrong call to drop Isaiah Jackson. I get it. But people saw last game where he played seven minutes and went, oh, what? Was it, was it last game he played seven minutes? Now I'm confusing myself. Um, I, I think it was. But you know, why have he held on for five weeks with Isaiah Jackson? Understanding you get you get a lot of duds, but you're holding as a luxury stash, you know, hoping that Miles Turner gets traded. That's, that's what the point of it is. And then, yeah, overreacting to last game where he played seven minutes. Like that that's what this is. It's an overreaction. Like four and five the game before in eighteen minutes, people didn't react. Six points with three blocks in seventeen minutes, they didn't react. Ten and five, they didn't react. Seventeen and ten, they didn't react. Like there's been enough there to hold on. But the reason you are holding is waiting for a turn of trade. I don't think seven minutes a night for Isaiah Jackson is going to be the norm for him. But I do get dropping him. But my, my issue here is just be be cautious with an overreactive drop. Because you saw that seven minutes, went, oh, what am I doing? 
but you didn't after 17. Again, no problem with dropping him. It is a luxury stash only. It's more just watch the triggers. Watch the things that trigger that drop. Um, Walker Kessler, again, he's a specialty sort of player. I don't expect him to start really at any point soon for this team. Um, he is a blocks guy, but if he doesn't get blocks, there's not much there. Whereas as as with Jackson, or as opposed to Jackson, there is upside in Jackson because we do expect Turner to get traded. Maybe he doesn't because the paces, if you haven't noticed, the paces are good. And I don't know how it's happening, but they're fifth in the Eastern Conference. Again, I do not know how that is happening, but it is happening. So maybe they just keep rolling with Turner for the 17th straight year, despite being allegedly up for trade and never being traded. So it is worth um, it's worth that considering. If I look at um, dunks and threes in terms of net rating and adjusted net rating, the Pacers are actually 18th in the NBA. Higher than the Nuggets, higher than the Wolves, higher than the Clippers, obviously higher than the Lakers. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're sitting okay with an 18th adjusted net rating, but it probably <clears throat> their record probably belies the fact that they're maybe not as good as nine and six would indicate. So that, that's something to watch, which gives us a little bit more hope that maybe there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on and there might be some sort of drop-off in form. But there's, they could win 35 games. I don't know that they will, but they could. And I don't know why I'm going so far onto that. Um, we'll talk about Walker Kessler, who's just a block streaming specialist. Fine to drop. Kyle Anderson, there was a, it's a stream option. Um, he's, he's not a must-roster player in any 12s. So again, you can uh, move on there pretty quickly. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. Make your entries, win some money. Hopefully, that's what you do. It's just player projections. It's not putting players in into a salary cap lineup against thousands of other people. They set their player projections. Luka Doncic, over under 26.5 points. Kevin Durant, over under 5.5 assists. And you go, yes, more, or yes, less. Either way. You get up to six players between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into an entry, and you can win up to 25 times your money. And it's not just the NBA. You can fire up your disc golf entries, NFL, NHL, boxing, MMA, regular golf with a stick and ball. What else? Women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, go Trojans, European basketball, the World Cup, cricket, Esports, NASCAR, the list goes on and on. And it's currently available in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit 100 bucks, PricePix gives you 100. If you deposit 50 bucks, PricePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON and sign up or at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 redos. Okay, let's look at some players now that I consider droppable. Do you need to run out and drop these players? No, you don't. But when you're making calls, ooh, who, who do I drop to activate this player off IL? Ooh, this player appeared, Tyus Jones, with an injury-related uptick in opportunity. Who can I drop? And I think these guys, while they might produce some value, I think you'd feel okay about moving on from them. That is what the idea of this part of the show is. Cole Anthony. There are people who are still telling me they're holding Cole Anthony, no IR. I don't know why. To me, Cole Anthony is going to be a bench guy this season. He's highly inefficient in category leagues, and I don't think he's going to have the usage or the minutes in the point in points leagues to be remotely worth holding through injury. Yes, he might be back in two weeks, but I think he's just going to be a back-end player. Jalen Suggs is looking really good. 
Markel Fultz has got to return, I guess, at some point. You've got guys like the big lineups with Bowl and Wagner and Carter and Bunkera all playing well. Yeah, Anthony will have his moments for sure. And maybe he finds a role in a 12-10 league. I'm just not convinced it's going to be the case. And I think it's a waste to have him. The wiki, Chris Boucher. It's been a great little run for him. But they've got a two-game week. He's currently, um, he missed the last game. And by the time that he returns, or the time this two-game week, uh, two week is over, si- Siakam's probably back. Gary Trent's probably back. Achua probably isn't. But holding through a two-game week, and we did this on the weekly preview show yesterday, talking about the value of guys on a two-game week, like the Hornets players and Raptors players, and talking about you know, whether we start them or sit them. But also, look, is it worth holding on to a Boucher? And the answer is probably not. If you need to clear up a roster spot. Again, it might hurt you short term. Maybe the week after for the first two games, Siakam's still out and he plays really well. I just don't see it with, you know, when these players come back and it's like five guys out. When they all come back, like the value's not there, I don't think. Karis LeVert benched in um, Cleveland and rightfully so. People are going to look at Karis LeVert and I had this question posed to me the other day saying, man, look at his numbers and his minutes and his fantasy points and why would I drop him? Well, the reason is, is that it's all coming down, right? He started off the season putting up solid numbers with Garland out, and then Garland came back and they started to drop, and then they saw, oh, this is a really rough fit with Garland and Mitchell, so we're moving him to the bench. So it's not about what happened in week two with Karis LeVert or week three with Karis LeVert. It's like, what's happening now? Oh, yeah, this makes sense that he's coming off the bench, and the minutes just probably aren't going to be there, and Dean Wade's also going to cut in when he returns. I don't think in a category league, and those first four names there are more category league specific, I don't think that they need to be held on to. Like LeVert, I, I don't. I think you can do way better. He hurts you in too many categories. And in this new role, the positives aren't going to outweigh it. Santiel Dama is a droppable player. Now, he will get a bit of a boost with the games that Jaron Jackson rests, the fact that Jar and Bain are out. They might need a little bit of extra scoring and shooting punch from him. But is it really worth it to hold on to him? Probably not. He's there. I doubt they're going to play big lineups with Jackson and Aldama and Adams out there. I doubt that he's going to play 28 minutes a night and reduce the minutes of Adams or Clark just to get some more shooting out there. And even if it does, it's so short term that if it hampers your ability to stream or it hampers your ability to make longer lasting, impactful pickups, I don't think it's worth it. The last four are more specific to points leagues. I think all of these ones here, Boucher, Levert, they're all drops in points leagues as well. Um, DeAndre Hunter, that that's a clear category league drop too, just to be just to be safe. But in a points league, he is rostered still in a lot of leagues. And I'm going to guess a lot of people are rostering him in points leagues because of the big scoring output. I don't think you need to. I don't think it's worth it. Jaden McDaniels, in a category league, I would hold him. In a points league, I would not. Io Desumu, in a category league, I probably would drop him. But in a points league, like he's not even a top 150 player in a points league this season. And it's going the wrong way. Look, I know Lonzo's still out. It doesn't actually matter that much, I don't think, because this is just a, such a low usage player who does not produce fantasy points in the quantities that you need for a standard format. And Contavious Caldwell Pope, we love what he's doing from a category perspective, like top 100 player. It doesn't really translate that well to a points league scenario. So out of all of those guys, I would hold on to him in points leagues more than anybody else on this list. But when, again, we're looking, do we open up a spot for streaming? Hey, I need to add Tyus Jones or Killian Hayes or Alec Burks or someone like that to to try try it out and stream him in. 
then yeah, like KCP can be moved on from, I think. This is a must roster list. These are guys who are available in 20% plus of Yahoo leagues who I think are top 100-ish sort of players. Kali Olenek, Nicholas Claxton, who's out today. Josh the Hitman Hart, Bowl Bowl. Now I'm not, oh man, you hate Bowl Bowl. Why do you hate him? You just hate him. I, I, I don't, I don't. I just don't know what's going to happen with that team. Bunkero is out. Anthony is out. Voldemort is out. Fultz is out. I, I, I don't know where he fits, right? I don't. Will they continue to play him 30 minutes as a starter when more guards return? I, I honestly doubt it. But he's pulling up unbelievably good numbers. And I think there's a chance he can stick in the top 120. But I, I just don't know. But just go and grab him if he's there. In a points league, it's it's um, it's less interesting. His value, like he's like what top sixty in category leagues, like one hundred and twenty or one hundred and ten in points leagues. And I think that that volume from him, which is so much more important in a points league, is going to make him a fringe player. And he's not as must rostered to me in a points league. He, you have him now for sure, but longer term, I don't really see it in points leagues for Bolt. And I know that's going to get Bol Bol, um, the Bol Bol Hive fired up, but that, that's how I see it. Jalen Suggs, I think he's a must roster in all formats. I really love what he's do- doing. Yes, in category leagues, the percentages can be a problem. In a points league, there's just no excuse. He's a must roster player. Gordon Haywood is back, so he's got to be rostered. And then if he gets hurt, you can drop him. Simple equation. Simple equation. Jabari Smith, I think, is must roster across both formats. Um, but he's available. I know it's been rough for Smith with the shooting. But I'm loving the other stuff that's coming. And I think, again, at some point, I am giving him until the end of November before I just say, well, maybe he just is the worst shooter in the NBA. I don't believe that's true. But I'm giving him until the end of November to before I make that proclamation. But I think he has to be rostered. And John Wall. I'm not as interested in John Wall in category leagues. Yes, he had 15 assists yesterday. And the the the, the perfect thing happened with that because he had 15 assists in whatever minutes it was yesterday and people loved it. So people, of course, called me out. Man, that dickhead, Josh said he, to drop John Wall in category leagues. What would you have? Well, the game before, what do you have? Six and two with like six turnovers in 10 minutes? Like, was anyone chirping about that? This is what I mean. Like, we highlight the big and that was an amazing game from John Wall. It's also something that is highly, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, you can't replace it. Like, you can't do it. You can't keep doing that performance that John Wall had. What he is, is an assists and probably a steal streamer in category leagues. But in points leagues, I do think that his volume um, of scoring, because he's had pretty high usage, does help give him that 12-team points league value. Category leagues, there's so many negatives with what he provides that, yes, that 15 assist game was sexy as. Right? But I think he's a 180th ranked player this season in category leagues. So despite having that big game, that means there must have been a lot of other turd sandwiches in there to make him not remotely close to being a 12-team must-roster guy. But again, maybe it changes. Maybe he starts playing 30 minutes a night and averages 15 minutes, 15 assists in 20 minutes. Again, he won't because it's impossible. But he put up big numbers in that one game and that will get people fired up about it. No, no doubt. And it got me fired up about it. Um... Let's look at some hot players. These are guys who are top 100 players over the last week. Thad Young. Now, much like Chris Boucher, Young's value is going to disappear. He's putting up really, really strong numbers. And he is a solid enough ad, except they play two games this next week. So when Siakam does return and when Achua does return and then Boucher was sick last game, 
they're all just going to cut into each other. Otto Porter, when he comes back, like he'll go back and play 15 minutes a night. So it's great. Hold him for now. But do they they even play today? They don't even play today. Like, and there's two games next week. I don't think that, like, that's great, but I don't think it matters. Terrence Davis. Yeah, obviously. I haven't even, I haven't even hit the jack at all today. Get that garbage out of here! One big game. Not worth holding. Malachi Flynn. This guy's got talent, right? Um, a, a lot of talent. But Nurse does not like to unleash him. It's taken Trent and Banton out for him to play. And even then, it's not reliable. It was really good, that one game we saw from Flynn. But I, I don't trust Nurse to play him. And again, it's two games. Cameron Reddish has been in the top 100 on the back of some really good shooting and good steals. He's out again today. I think he's a steal streamer for category leagues and not a must-roster 12-team league guy. He's more 14, but probably 16-team leagues. Reggie Jackson's on a little hot streak. He's a great streamer on the low-volume days, and the Clippers have a lot of those games. But the inconsistency in his shooting and playing time at times makes him a really tough must-roster guy. He's not. Austin Reeves has been a top 100 player. I don't really buy that. He's had some good games, but nothing for me to see there. And Drew Eubanks, closing games over Yusuf Nurkic. And again, that's nothing we need to look at as a 12-team or even a 14-team league guy. Some other names that I think are absolutely worth discussing. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Um, it's trending up for him. We don't know the status of Alexei Pokashevsky at the moment, but I don't really care. Like, Williams should be getting 30 a night. I think he will be getting 30 a night really soon. And while there will be some rough ups and downs here, I think the time is right to go and grab him and just to see what happens just to see where it goes. In Detroit, Alec Burke. You've got Alec Burks. You've got Jalen Duran, and you've got Isaiah Livers. Cade's out. But Sadiq Bey may also be out, and Isaiah Stewart is definitely out. Um, Burks could play 22, 23 minutes a night easily. That might be enough to have 12-team value. I'd have Hayes over Burks, but Burks is in the mix. Jalen Duran, that's if Dwayne Casey goes, yeah, Marvin Bagley isn't it, which we all know. But if Marvin Bagley isn't it, and he plays him 25 a night. It's speculative like Jalen Williams is. And then there's Isaiah Livers, which is really only going to be an option if Jay, um, Sadiq, not Jaden Ivey, uh, if Sadiq Bay is out. Because if Bay is out, then I think Livers will start. That'll help Burks as well. But at the moment, Bay is just questionable, so it's probably not much there. Everyone will rush to add Shaden Sharp in Portland because Damian Lillard is out. Took a while to get to this one. The games that um, Sharp has started this season... He played four starts, 27 minutes. He averaged 10 points. He averaged one three, under one three, two rebounds, under an assist, half a steal, half a block. Putrid numbers. For as good as he is and as exciting as he is, he has one of the worst fantasy games in the NBA. One of the worst. He's played 315 minutes this season. He has six assists in 15 games in 315 minutes. He has four steals. He has 18 threes. He has four blocks. He has 15 free throw attempts, one a game, at below average percentages. He's barely inside the top 250 this season. I don't think, even if he starts, I don't think you rush and add Shaden Sharp in 12-team leagues. Not at all. The guy that I would look to is Justice Winslow. They closed with Winslow over little last game. They could run Simons, Hart, Winslow, Grant, Nurkic. And then Sharp off the bench. They could still start Sharp and play him 29 minutes. But he'll have the occasional good scoring game. 
No, no question about that. Literally one game ago, 20 points on 78% shooting. Two rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Do not get excited about what he does. The scoring is there. His four starts, 14 points, two points, 10 points, 13 points. Three assists in those games, two steals in those games, one block in those games, zero free throws in those games. He's not a 12-team league ad, I don't think. I better throw D'Anthony Melton's name in here. Just make sure he's rostered, simple stuff. While Cato Bates-Diop has put together some really big performances, last week, he literally was not in the rotation. This week, he's playing like 28 minutes a night. I do not believe that Cato Bates-Diop is a 12-team league player as we move forward. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you are on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.